The Carolina Hurricanes have advanced to the second round in the fifth consecutive season. Find out how they did so and what we can expect in round two in this episode of Locked On Hurricanes. Your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Now, the Hurricanes, as I said, have advanced to the second round for the fifth consecutive season. This is obviously five straight playoff appearances under Rod Brennamore in his first five years of coaching, and they have advanced to the second round for the first five years of his head coaching tenure. So that's obviously very, very good for them. In that first round series, they, of course, really had to battle through a lot of injuries. Of course, you are without... Andre Sveshkov and Max Pacioretty for the entirety of the postseason. <laughs> you are now down Tavo Teravainen for likely the rest of the postseason due to his broken hand. And you are also missing Frederick Anderson for the large majority of that series. Jack Drury, another guy that ended up getting hurt. So the Hurricanes had a lot, lot, lot to battle through in that series against the Islanders. And the special teams was a very, very big difference maker. The penalty kill was extremely, extremely dominant. It's first among all teams in the NHL in the playoffs right now, operating at a 94.4% success rate. And that was massive for the Hurricanes. It was crazy, crazy good. The power play also had some life at times, though it was inconsistent. Right now, it is at 10th among all the playoff teams, operating at an even 20%. So that is special teams. You know, we said going into that series, me and Gail Martin from Locked On Islanders, that that would be a very, very big factor. And it was. And it ultimately was the difference maker in that series. And a couple different makers that we had in that series. Sebastian Ajo, four goals, three assists. Uh, he's leading the Hurricanes in goals, obviously, right now. And Brent Burns, guy with five assists. Those guys are guys you want to be stepping up to the plate. Your big-name guys need to play like big-name guys at this point in the season. And another thing is we're having guys step up as well. Paul Stassi ended up scoring that overtime game winner in game six for the Hurricanes to advance. He's a guy that has looked pretty darn good in the playoffs, in my opinion. Steph Nazan, guy on the power play. You know, I said earlier in the regular season that the power play, you know, with him on it, you know, it's really, really good. He's been a really good power play guy. And when he wasn't on the power play, you could tell. And he's a guy, he, he has really stepped up in the playoffs as well. Seth Jarvis and these guys that we need to step up, are stepping up and it's not just 
Aho, Burns, again, his depth guys like Nazan, like Stasny. And that is something that's going to have to continue into round two for the Hurricanes to be successful because, like I said, this team is riddled with injuries right now. And they're going to be going up against either the New York Rangers or New Jersey Devils teams in the Metro Division. We know how hard these teams play each other. Heck, we just saw it in round one. And these two teams are the Devils, especially were a team that were right on the Hurricanes heels all season long. So they're going to have their work cut out for them in the Rangers being a team that has had the Hurricanes number for a while now. So they are going to really have to be operating on all cylinders and firing on all cylinders. They're going to have to here in this next series because they are going to, I can't be without some other biggest names, guys that were supposed to be able to give them the edge over a team like the Rangers, over a team like the Devils. You're going to be without those. And, you know, yeah, now with uh, Boston being eliminated last night, uh, home ice runs through Raleigh, and that's great, you know, for however much longer the Hurricanes playoff uh, run goes this season. But it does kind of feel like, you know, with all the injuries that they've had, they kind of are playing with house money a little bit. And because this series uh, coming up really makes me nervous because of the firepower that the Rangers have, that the Devils have, and then how good the Devils are, how good the Rangers are. It's going to be a very, very tough series coming up. And I really do hope that the Hurricanes, they can work on some of these consistency issues uh, on the power play. And another thing, you know, with when it comes to offense, yes, you know, we knew it would be a low scoring series against the Islanders. We all kind of figured that that wasn't a big surprise. But one thing that was a surprise is the lack of offense coming from the blue line, uh, because during the regular season, it kind of ran through them and it just wasn't there this uh, postseason. Yes, you know, again, I mentioned Brent Burns, you know, five assists, but, you know, a guy like Brady Shea, he wasn't really a factor in terms of the offense in that first round series. So that's going to be something that I really do want to see change in this second round. I, I don't want them to just start changing stuff and, you know, for the sake of changing it and it doesn't really work out. Don't want that at all. But, there are things to improve on from that first round series and, you know, heading into the second round of who do we want to play these injury factors that we've been talking about, you know, because there's some stuff going on at practice today, as well as, you know, just other things that are going around, going on around the team right now of things that could play a factor in the second round. And we will dive into those things right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, it is very, very important to take care of yourselves. And a great way to do that is with Athletic Greens. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. I personally like to put a little bit of lemon juice in mine. And it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant iterations and third-party testing. Folks, taking multivitamins is very important. We want to be 
as healthy as we can be. And tons of people are taking some kind of multivitamin. And it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is really important. You got to be taking care of yourself. Yeah, it's getting warmer outside, but a lot of folks work inside and they can't necessarily go out and get the vitamin D from nature. <laughs> but folks, Athletic Greens is here to help you. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, diving into round two, we'll know who the Hurricanes are going to play after tonight between because game seven is going on between the Rangers and Devils. But I've seen a lot of discourse online of who we would rather play. And I will give my opinion. I've given it before, but I... I would rather play the Devils here. <laughs> yes, they were a team that were on the Hurricanes' heels throughout the regular season, and they are a team that has really gotten hot in the postseason. You know, the Rangers easily could have eliminated them, and but the Devils have bounced back and forced that game seven. But ultimately, I would rather play them because, like I said, the Devils, or excuse me, the Rangers are a team that has really had the Hurricanes' number as of late. You had last season, last postseason, and this season. They've really been a thorn in the Hurricanes' side, akin to the Bruins at the start of this playoff streak. And then you go back to the Devils back in the early 2000s. It, this, I would, That's kind of the vibes the Rangers are giving me right now. It's just that team that the Hurricanes struggle to get past in the playoffs and if the hurricanes were fully healthy if we had tavo if we had Svech, if we had patches if we had those guys i would feel a bit more confident in the hurricanes playing the rangers but with them being down so many key pieces i'm not as confident and i would rather play the less experienced new jersey devils team here and, and given it is no small order is going to be a very, very tough task for the Hurricanes to get past the Devils, should that be the team they play. But ultimately, I do feel the Hurricanes have the playoff experience that could give them the edge in that series against the Devils. That's personally what I would want, but we'll just have to wait and see there. Uh, and that's not saying that the Hurricanes can't beat the Rangers. They can. If you remember last season, that yeah, that series went to seven games. The Hurricanes have gotten that monkey off their back of winning a road playoff game. So those things right there, I'm not, I'm trying not to put too much uh, weight on those things, but it's hard to ignore just how the Rangers have beat up on the Hurricanes as of late. So I would prefer to avoid that for sure. But yeah, again, we talked about it already. Injuries, you know, the guys were down right now, but you know, today at practice, you know, Jack Jury, he's out of the yellow no contact jersey, so he's 
should be good to go for game one on Wednesday. So that's obviously great. But here at this practice, Jalen Chatfield did end up tweaking something and leaving the ice. Rod Burnmore said it should, it's nothing serious, not to worry. But again, we're dealing with so many injuries right now. It is hard to not worry and be like, oh, how how is this going to affect things? You know, come Wednesday. Uh, but you know, on the flip side, we've all done that thing you know, where you tweak something, you bend down, or you sleep wrong, or whatever. You're going to be fine. But again, it is hard not to worry. And then Brady Shea also was not at practice today. Uh, it was said that he was just precautionary, but he's a guy that, yeah, we haven't seen a lot of them this postseason, but in the regular season, he did pull a very, very big load. So you kind of want him to be there and be back for the Hurricanes on Wednesday. I hope it's nothing serious with him because he's a guy that could very well be the difference maker in this series because, like I said, he had a quiet, really, really good year this year. And, you know, goaltending, that's going to be something that I really look at in this series. You know, especially if you go up against uh, New York with Shesterkin, he is an absolute menace in a good, well, a good way for the Rangers, but a bad way for us. But, you know, he's a guy that you want to be able to put your best goalie out there. And yes, we do have Freddie back now. He was really, really good in game six. And, but that was just game six. It wasn't like Ronta where he had five starts in a row. It wasn't like that. But Auntie Ronta, another guy, can Freddie and, and Auntie Ronta stay healthy? That's going to be really big for this series. And then should they go to the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final? Should they do that? That's going to be really, really big for the Hurricanes. Can their goalies stay healthy because if you remember back when uh you know they made these signings uh, a couple years ago that was a concern you know yeah these guys can play we all know they can but can they stay healthy they're both on the wrong side of 30 and injury prone but we know they can get it done and they're looking like they're at 100 percent ronta he's had a bit extra time to rest now he didn't play in game six and they've had they closed it out so they're having these couple extra days to rest and get back to a hundred percent. So that's going to be really, really important. And it'll be interesting to see how things go in the playoffs. It was said the other day that rotating goalies are a possibility for this next series. And that's something I wouldn't necessarily rule out completely, but I also look at it is we're in the playoffs now, not the regular season where you, know, you kind of flip games, uh, go back and forth a bit easier. At this point, I would kind of like be like, you know, if say game one, Freddie has a monster game, I would probably roll Freddie in game two. I wouldn't necessarily go Freddie, Ronta, Freddie, Ronta. I would kind of go with whoever's hot at the time. And you know, if they, obviously you know, if they had a completely crap game, then yeah, switch them out uh, for the next one. But, yeah, that's going to be something really, really interesting uh, for the Hurricanes. And you know, another thing is that we talked about already is special teams. That's going to be really important here. And especially if you go up against the Rangers, you're really going to be wanting to be on your A game. I talked about how good the uh, 
penalty kill has been they get ranked first amongst playoff teams right now, 94.4%. We'll say it was just one power play goal they allowed that entire season or series. That's crazy. And you want that to continue. And that's not something I'm necessarily worried about. My main worry is at the power play. Can it be consistent? Yeah, it's ranked 10th with a flat, you know, 20% uh, success rate right now. But it was kind of hit and miss. You know, you'd have a game where you know, you got two power play goals and you got the next one, you got nothing. And you got the one random power play goal that was credited to Steph Nason that the Islanders scored on themselves. So power play consistency is going to be big going forward for the Hurricanes in round two. That's going to be a very, very big factor. Can it be good enough? I'm not looking for, you know, top of playoff team power play success rate. I'm not looking for anything like that. Uh, kind of figure we're, we're, we're not going to see that. Uh, but I do just want it to be good enough. That's going to be big. Can it just be good enough to get the Hurricanes over the hump? That's going to be really big. Another thing that I think is really going to be important is the, the Hurricanes offense, but specifically coming from the blue line. Because during the regular season, sometimes to a fault, the Hurricanes offense ran through the defensemen. You know, talked about Brady Shade, talked about Brent Burns. These guys carried a very, very big load offensively this season. And aside from this postseason, the only guy who has scored a goal out, out of the defenseman has been Jacob Slavin, of all guys. So I'm really going to want to see that improve. Again, I don't want it to run completely through them, kind of like it did it sometimes in the regular season. I don't want that, but I do want these guys to show up uh, in terms of facilitating some offense and getting some pucks in the back of the net because that was one thing that really at times worked in the Hurricanes' favor. But on the flip side, we are still going to want the forwards to be forwards. They're the guys that are supposed to get the puck in the back of the net. I want to see them continue to do that. Again, Sebastian Ajo, really good first round. Four goals, three assists. Seth Jarvis was really good as well. Steph Nazan, as I mentioned, really good on the power play. These are going to be guys I want to see them continue. Yes, Beard Kotenyemi, he's another guy that I'm looking at. He felt like he was knocking on, just knocking on the door, ready to break it down in that first round series. I want to see him break that door down and get it done and be a force in this second round series against whether it be the Devils or or the Rangers. That's going to be really important for them. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can get done here in the second round. Now, again, we've talked about a lot of guys I want to see, but you know, there are these guys that X factors. like These guys could really make a difference in this next series and these x factors players are going to be the guys we talk about next and guys are really going to play a vital role in this next series against the rangers or the devils and we'll talk about that right after this quick break all right folks it's time to talk about the x factor players we've talked about a lot of these guys already today but i do want to stress how big of a difference these guys can make and first off the top is Sebastian Ajo and Brent Burns. We've talked about them a lot today, but these are guys that this is what they're here for. This is why, you know, Sebastian Ajo is the face of the franchise. 
He's going to be your X-factor guy here, especially with Andre Sveshnikov and Max Pacioretty being out. All right. He is going to be the guy that they're looking for to be making a lot of these clutch shots. You saw it in game six. He scored the game tying goal. Paul Stassi, the game winning goal. So he's going to need to be the guy. He's the guy now for the Hurricanes with Svetch being out. So a lot of stuff is going to run through him. And with Tavo being out as well, he's really going to have to be on his A game in terms of playmaking ability as well. We know he can do it. We've seen it before. That's not necessarily a worry of can he do it. It's just will he do it? And that's not a detriment to him at all. Uh, we all know he's a great player. It's just you know, sometimes in playoffs of the past few years, the Hurricanes' offense is just dried up. And again, if they play the Rangers, that is something that you know it can be rough. It can be really, really rough for him this postseason and then secondly brent burns uh he's another guy you know he's gonna have to play like a top guy this is why he the hurricanes made the trade for him is moments like this like all right yeah we're down a lot of guys you know he's your top offensive defenseman he's leading the team you know five assists or leading uh no he's team leading five assists uh and of course leading the defenseman and you know, he's a guy, he's going to, like Ajo, Tabo's out. He's going to need to be on his A game with facilitating some offense and getting some stuff going. We know he can. Look at his numbers. He's already done it this series or this postseason, but this is going to be a really, really tough series. We thought the Islander series was tough. This one is going to be even tougher because, you know, the Devils are really good and they're hot right now too. They're, they're feeling themselves. And then, as I've said, the Rangers uh, having the Hurricanes number. Another X-Factor, former Ranger, Brady Shea. We talked about him today already. He's a guy, he's got to get it going. Like, let's let's see the Brady Shea we were seeing during the regular season where offense was really running through him, you know, whether it was scoring goals or uh, creating chances for other guys and not racking up the assists. Like, well, let's see this stuff from him because we're going to need it because everyone's going to know all right, Brent Burns, he's going to be doing a lot. Again, I know these guys are on uh, separate pairs, uh, separate pairings, but offense ran through the blue line a lot this season. We need it to show back up here in the this second round big time. And Brady Shea was one of the best ones we had. And again, a quietly really, really good season. Uh, I want to say it was fourth uh, in, for defensemen in goals this year. Uh, but he was he was right up there with these guys that are going to contend for the Norris. So I kind of want to see him return to that level of play this series against whoever it is we're playing. Another guy that you know, and we can make you know lists you know, for every single guy on the roster of why they could be an X factor in this series. But the last one I want to touch on is Frederick Anderson. Yeah, we finally saw him in game six. He yeah, his first playoff game in over 900 days since the bubble. So, yeah, that was good for him, you know, to get back, have a really good game. But one thing I want to see from him is consistency from Freddie. And because, you know, this season you know, is kind of up and down. Okay, he did deal a lot with injuries this year. So, you know, that's one thing. But 
he didn't feel like he was at the same level he was last year before he tore his oh God, what was it, MCL or, or something before he got hurt uh, out in Denver. You know, I kind of want to see that Freddie again because we're going to need it. We're going to need our number one goalie this series. We need him and we need him to play like the number one goalie, especially since we're not going to have so many offensive pieces. You know, if we you know, had Svech, Pacioretty, Teravainen, if we had all those guys and Freddie, I, you know, the Hurricanes could, you know, hang with the best of them and you know get it done i mean the hurricanes again the home ice runs through raleigh now so it's not like they can't get the job done but you know if they were completely healthy they could easily easily you know go for it and you know, make that run and we wouldn't be talking about you know, oh you know who you know, can they get it done you know we wouldn't be looking at some of these other little things uh that feel like you know they could where the Hurricanes kind of feel outmatched a bit. So, Freddie, he's going to have to play like a number one goalie. Auntie Ranta is going to have to be playing like the Auntie Ranta we saw all season long, you know, where if he wasn't uh, the backup, if he was the number one goalie, if he was a bigger name, yeah, he'd be in Vezina conversation. Look at the crazy good season he had. Look at the crazy good playoffs he's had. And, you know, so we're going to need Freddie to be Freddie, uh, Fredzilla. You know, the brick wall. That's what we're going to need uh, from him in this second round series, especially if it's the Rangers. We know how good they are offensively. Devils as well. We need that brick wall in between the pipes. That's what we're going to need. And the Hurricanes offense, like I said, you know, all these guys we talked about today, Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, Brent Burns, Brady Shea, Steph Nason, you know, these got top to bottom you know, from you know the biggest name like, Sebastian Ajo all the way down the lineup gonna need a full complete team effort in this series and that's honestly the biggest x factor of all is the team game can they just continue to play you know like a team and not that they haven't uh but you know like we said many times when they are firing on all cylinders you know forwards are doing their job Defensemen are doing theirs. Goalies doing theirs. Power play, penalty kill. When everything is clicking, this team is very, very dangerous. And we're going to need everything to be clicking in this next series. Whoever it is we end up playing, we'll know that later on tonight. Round one or round two, excuse me, will start on Wednesday evening. Uh, times have not been announced yet. We figure it'll probably be seven o'clock, you know, like normal. But this is going to be fun stuff for the Hurricanes. And it, not only is it going to be fun, it's going to be difficult as well. And the Hurricanes are going to need to be on their A game. But we will talk more about who the Hurricanes will be playing and just how exactly they can plan for this upcoming series in the next episode. So make sure you are following Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jodellis underscore 96 and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. And as always, let's go Canes.